Hello and welcome to Chats If Get Banged, the Final Fantasy ECG podcast brought to you by Team Calamity. I am your host, Tom Hall, and joining me today from Team Calamity for this Christmas special is Mitch Lander. Hello. And obviously because it's Christmas, we need to get people in that people like. So we've invited the YYTs, Michael and Andy. Hello. Happening, team. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> We've lost Michael. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did not cook it. Right, my mic's going been fucky here. I'm sorry. No, hello. How we doing, guys? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. You you, did, you said you brought people in people like, and uh, I think you chose the wrong guys here. I'm not going to lie to you. So. Well, to be to be fair, Steve Dolman was busy, so we'll uh, ah, yeah, settle yeah. for this. <laughs> Winning a tournament, you know, let's yeah. go. So. Steve's, Steve's busy, and we're hoping James is going to listen, and then we'll invite him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're hanging on. No, no, never, never mind anyone else's top cut. Yeah, no, never mind the top cut. What it matters is YYT. But yes, this is a Christmas <laughs> Christmas special. Uh, we do have some Christmas themed stuff planned later on. But really, yeah, just we thought, you know, why not? Let's talk about how the year's been. Um, the year suddenly got very exciting towards the end of the year. It's been pretty grab for the rest of it. And then um, we can obviously review the, the recent Cymru Cup. Have I said that right? Yeah, yeah, Cymru, Cymru, I think Cymru, yeah. Cymru Cup. Simriu, yeah. as it's now known. <laughs> Simriu, if you are a live streamer, apparently. <laughs> or whoever, whoever said it, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but we'll talk about that and then, um, yes, here we go. So, 2021 for FFTCG. It's been another pretty rank one until about November. <laughs> At which point it sort of started to pick up a bit. Um, how have you found it over your side? It's been interesting. I don't know. It's been we've been locked down for the entirety of the year. I think we're doing like a, a cover of like twenty twenty one as a whole Final Fantasy, yeah. Because um, because if so, like the start of the year we were in lockdown till like late spring, early summer, and then the cards were interesting. But um, actually, I can't I can't remember playing cards much during the summer. But it was it was fairly fun, fairly interesting. And then um, Opus fourteen came out, and the print is certainly on us. <laughs> So the, the the will to go play and and locals get grew worse and worse each day because you're you're guaranteed to lose the game if you if you brought something fun and interesting, then um they they banned it which we're, I think we're going to get onto soon right uh they banned it and then um, Bojo announced that we're probably going to go into another lockdown so you know yeah I mean we'll save the twenty twenty two outlook for later on yeah, 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 yeah be very positive <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah probably is a beautiful sum up of the year really um but yeah let's talk about obviously the things have changed fairly recently with the bands um i think probably there's not really many people who disagree with this although looking at um sort of the na groups i know Rochelle was saying there were complaints coming into the hobby japan team the square enix team about the bands but i mean it seems pretty positive everyone seems to be pretty happy with it um what do we think of the bands we thought spoke about it briefly in our legend review last time Mitch, but I mean, it's positive. Is yeah. anyone not positive with it? Oh, it's it's really good. Because <laughs> we got into a format that was quite a lot like old Yu-Gi-Oh, where like you had to play floodgates. Like, I don't. Did any of you guys play old Yu-Gi-Oh before I got into a head about what floodgates are? 
Let's see that as well. <laughs> we were doing, we were joking no. when we came on. There may be some translation issues because we're working oh, with the Scottish you, guys. But... Yes, on it, um, <laughs> so no, what, what, I, I know what floodgates are. Yeah, I know what floodgates are. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, I think what we understand there is, yeah, it, it got to the point that you basically you played hyper aggro, um, or you played floodgates, which are like yeah. decks, decks that have the necessary tools to handle hyper aggro. So you would. Aggro and anti aggro uh, okay. the only the only two decks you're allowed to play that set realistically. If you played anything else, you chopped your locals and some guy who who had to have Dog of Sophie would, um, would beat you to death and then steal all your money and your cards. Uh, okay, so when you say floodgate decks, I'm thinking that an aggro spam you just like as if the floodgate's uh, broken, but well, it's so, actually the opposite. This is a pretty Yeah. <clears throat> so that's <throat> the flood. That's the flood. The floodgate sort of thing that stopped the flood. Yeah, that's just gonna come the most unintentional like Best double comedy act ever. Some guy try to talk. Michael translating for him. I've only done it in tournament twice. I promise. But um, yeah, we'll get into that story in a great. That's a great story. But um, basically, the main issue I had with like Rush, I was playing Samurais when I won my when I won my reunion event. If like you could play stuff like Susano and you could play Philia to clear a board. But you needed to get rid of Stern first against Chocobos. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Stern is, was a big problem. It's because of, like I said, how hard it is to get rid of. And the, the, what I hated most about it was the sort of over the top trigger. <clears throat> so you could try and get Stern, but then it can just do the effect over the top, over the top. <clears throat> so you're always getting something. It's very difficult. Yeah, so I, I think we Andy's deck, you were running like um, backup cloud and stuff. The one that, that if you discard a card or discard two cards, or whatever, you can break a, a dark forward and stuff, right? You ran two of those, and it was like pay, I think it was on entry kill a guy, or it was like pay to yeah. kill a guy. Yeah, one card yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pay to fire. You can break a dark forward. You're playing stuff like that, and loads of things that just outright killed Stern that Samurai's had its availability, and then and that it means that. Your surrounding board wipes can then go over the top of Stern's um, buff ability, essentially. Yeah, you would you would get rid of the Stern, and then when they couldn't buff over Philly or Susan, yeah. you just Philly Susan. Yeah, I, I kind of dipped playing for a bit, actually, during that um, during that period of time. Like, like just towards the end of Opus 14. Um, like, not so much that I wasn't playing locals and stuff, but I had the opportunity to play in, like, several tournaments. I was in Germany at the time of the reunion event in, in Scotland, but I could have gone to the Netherlands to go play the... Um, and, and what was going to be the biggest event in Europe. But I ended up just commentating for that instead, because it was... Like, the the game wasn't interesting enough to warrant spending money to go places or or I mean obviously COVID uh, allowed and stuff but um like it just it, it wasn't entertaining enough to warrant spending any money on the game and I I didn't buy a box or pre pre order a box or anything as soon as um and until the bans happened really yeah actually that's a, a thing I've seen sort of replicated around a few people that they just had to sort of dipped out for a bit obviously all the events are cancelled so there's nothing really to work towards but then most a lot of players in this game are collectors anyway so they keep buying the sets but a lot of people just yeah. stop like actually I'll, I'll just wait a couple of sets you know we'll talk about it if we talk about the 2022 outlook but it could be fairly yeah. similar because and um, i know mitch you sort of struggle with this you like to build for a particular event so yeah. like now it's like well, what's the point because you know there might not be another event till the summer it's gonna be another couple of sets in it's all gonna have changed um there has been that bit of a problem. So, yes, yeah, Stern, fairly obvious. Um, 
it's a bit of a shame because it did unlock lots of new decks, but obviously it was just quite abusable. So it's a fine balance, I guess, with these sort of cards. But um, like we saw Chocobos finally sort of became like top tier. Um, a couple of other decks as well, just it sort of elevated them. And then obviously the abusability just took it over the top. So I think it's fair it's gone. Doga um, had a bit of a mix of you. I think some people think Doga is not really the problem in the band. Um, but it's just sort of fed into the sort of early value spam of the Sophie Doga sort of deck. Yeah. I, um, I Doga's an interesting one. I don't I, I don't feel strongly about it being banned or not, but with the printing of a card like Vidia, I am a little happier that it is banned. Because like even without Sophie, just being able to sift through your deck that much to get summons in your break zone to set up for Radius and Masheries that quickly and to draw so quick um, much into your deck with like essentially zero effort from you, you've just drawn into the right cards. Like you've obviously built the deck that has that many summons, but um, I think it hurts future proofing. It's one of those cards that uh, like without even really realizing when they first printed it, it just means that they can't <clears throat> print good air for water summons because as soon as they do, they've, they've suddenly got this card that lets some someone played a game much faster than someone else uh, and particularly because of mastery as well so i, I don't know if dog is not a sophie it's a, a dog is not an issue without mastery or without uh, sophie but i'm not sad seeing it go i feel bad for people who got full arts though yeah and it's a promo as well isn't it at some point is that right the full art promo yeah i think it's coming as a promo and it's been banned <laughs> yeah which is a bit awkward because it does it quite cool i think yeah. it's the first promo to be banned then right yeah it must be yeah um, uh, i think it was announced literally like a day or two after the ban oh, oh wow yeah. yeah very awkward i'm actually you're right as well because i remember seeing it come up and i thought it was someone was joking and like trolled like the promo card just after the ban but it, no it was legit yeah, it's very awkward. The only, the only thing I'd say with Doga is if you are playing like a summoner sort of summon heavy, just discarding summoners to play it is not, I didn't think it was always ideal for that kind of deck because obviously if you, you don't mention Ridio, Michael, obviously you want the summon in hand, you want to cast them. So uh, it's a bit counterintuitive to a summon deck in some ways that so you're discarding the summoner to pay for the Doga. Fair enough, yeah. I, I, again, I don't feel strongly about the ban yeah. on Doga specifically because it, I understand it could be an issue because Mashery's still about, but I mean, they had the choice of banning Mashery or Doga and they chose Doga. I think and... as well, it just snaps people out of playing that deck. Everyone was playing Windwater, yeah. uh, not Windwater, Earthwater, Earthwater. Yeah. And it makes They're you suddenly think, oh, I can't play that now, I have to field something else. I, th I think their logic is that Doga fits in an Earthwater deck only. Mastery fits into potentially multiple decks. So they, yeah. they didn't want to hurt other decks for just what Doga can do. So yeah, I think I, so, I, and I think that was the right choice overall, because Mastery yeah. is generally, as a card, it's not interesting, uh, because it's the same issue as Stern, I still think. But as a deck-building premise, it's interesting, yeah. and it offers variation where there otherwise might not be. Yeah, there's... There's a thin line of where it's strong <coughs> to being oppressive, and if you have to build your deck in a certain way, I think it's just strong because you built your deck that way. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so then the other band was was a bit of a surprise one because it wasn't obviously um, sort of broke, but Miyun, I suppose obviously broke is not the right word, it wasn't obviously on the radar, but Miyun is broken in many ways. Yeah, that one getting the ban. I said a bit of a surprise. I'm quite happy to see it go. I don't like it. 
It's yeah. interesting because I would I would say it's like a I think this is the first um, preemptive ban, and I, I don't think that I don't mean that an Omiuni doesn't deserve to be banned, but I think that if Doga Sophie and if all the aggro decks get nerfed so heavily, Wind as a deck and as a format would just be so 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 broken. Like think of Sky Pirates, you know. Um, like Miuni being banned means Sky Pirates has to play a turn slower and can't be an aggro deck, and uh, it can be, but like not in the same way it used to be able to. Where you could go um, back up Van, activate two backups, play Miuni, bounce back Van, and, and then play you know, the other one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Now, now you're if you're if you went second, you can play another Van, or if you went first, you you've now got a Van to do next turn, and maybe like a Chocolate or something to tap for the the, the remaining CP. You know, um, I think that the with aggro being nerfed wind would also have to be nerfed or it would just be another it'd be another problem deck or not not problem deck but a problem play style that people couldn't play anything else you know you have to play wind or a wind that beats other wind you know which we've seen to a lesser extent in the past and i think that um them banning Mioni alongside these other bands makes a lot of sense and i'm very happy to see it as just like just from like a game making perspective I, i'm glad they're able to see that far into the future almost it's always been a highly abusable card as well isn't it so i mean every set yeah. someone tries to do the sort of the infinite loop one turn kills or thing that usually revolves around wind definitely is always involved and this card so you, know, you can see I'm, I'm sure people had the loop's becoming not... more consistent and more easy to do, which is problematic, I guess, for... Yeah, it's not the only <laughs> card that can enable inflits, but is the is the easiest infinite to enable in Final Fantasy TCG. Mm. Then the next easiest one is, like, the, the Regist Renoa loop, which is impossible to do in a real <laughs> game, realistically. I think, as well, it was, like, a victim of circumstances, because if you're looking at Althea versus, like, Miona, both very toxic, but one happened to be in Chocobos. I agree with Michael. Future proofing. Yeah. One happened to be in Chocobos. I think I, I think Althea is interesting as well because it's like I, I I think that should be on the radar to be banned. I don't think it should be in a band alongside everything. I think because it's too new a card. We don't know how. Like like I think a lot of people are on the <clears throat> we should ban it and there's a lot of people on the eh, it's kind of fine. I think with some time and with some data we can see how toxic a card it really can be. It's like Mione and um. Well, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's protection and a combo uh, extender, which um, Wind maybe doesn't need since it's got so much going for it already. Like with Bismarck, Bismarck and Choco will give it enough bounds realistically. But it's, yeah, I, I think sort of, that's going to a whole different topic, I guess. But Althea and Mione, very similar cards, but I agree that Mione should be banned before Althea is at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Althea is like slower as well like you can do the turn and then yeah you are protecting yourself but you like although you don't actually lose a backup you are losing it for your turn whereas Mune allows for you like as you said with Vaughn like you put your two backups down you act you just uh, uh, enable crazy turns whereas Althea doesn't really allow that yet so in the future it will do Assuming you have plays to make, you can play around Althea, whereas you can't really play around Mione without Ishtoloing a break, uh, like uh, like cancelling the auto build, you know? Um, Because Althea costs 3 CP to use its effect, because it obviously activates a backup usually, so it costs 2, but then you have to dull it to use its effect, you have to leave CP up. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you see Althea on the board, whereas Mune would have to guess what's in their hand, and they can draw that, so you'd have to hold the removal for a card that could potentially turn up, whereas yeah. Althea is going to be there the whole time. 
I think the, the caveat of the ban as well is like wind has a, in, inherently evolved from a more sort of like control deck to it's become a lot faster. It's meant to combo heavy, it's, yeah. It's a very fast card in comparison to Althea. Whereas say yeah. say Mione versus Althea in YRP format, Althea should be banned. But for this format, Mione's a lot more inherently toxic with the speed of wind. That's interesting as well because um, Mione was like one of the best cards in YRP in the past as well. And I, I think it would still be rated above Althea there because it was the card that helped. Like if you drew um, Brother and Mione, you were guaranteed four backups, two of which were the backups necessary to set up like your, your game plan. Whereas Althea doesn't do that because you have to spend five CP rather than paying zero CP, you know? I think Althea, people reason, the reason people want Althea ban in particular is because of the Leviathan Althea and the Bismarck Althea interactions, really. And I think if maybe they were able to errata Bismarck and Althea, so that, uh, so a bit of Bismarck and Leviathan, so they don't see the bounce, maybe a bit better, a bit more, like, a bit more balanced in people's eyes, at the very least. But, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really know if they'd ever do that or if they even see Althea as a big issue because they've not put it in the list of cards they're keeping an eye on which I figured yes. Tom would probably highlight would now yeah. Getting onto, yeah. Yes. Well actually before we got to that part I was going to mention uh, Sophie lim limitation or restriction which is obviously a new it's not a ban it's a, but a new type of restriction where you could only have one copy of Sophie in a deck. They cited that they felt Sophie was um, too much of a finisher and that's not how it was intended. I think generally they just realised the card is like way stronger than any other card that they've made in the game. So just just restrict it down. I think it's a pretty I think that's good rather than banning it. I think fair. so too. I think the biggest issue with Sophie was that if I killed my opponent Sophie, my opponent gained value because they paid zero to two CP or like uh, maximum two CP or they uh, or they may have paid like zero or negative two or negative four, whatever for how many cards he drawn and how many damage he dealt with it. Um, so I killed one, I actually lost value because I spent so much CP killing it that my opponent just draws into another one and oh, that's not very fair, yeah. you know? I tried so hard to kill this thing and they got another one. Like, and it's quite easy to... to get it back as well. Yeah, so they can either easy. just play more from hand or just get another one back. There's a similar problem, yeah. problem I had with the Shikami decks, which thankfully died off like almost instantly when the new Opus came out. That, like, um, it was the same thing, They it was very not value it heavy for them to spam into the shikamis you work really hard to get rid of them and then they just replay them the next turn and you're back to square one and you're dead so a similar sort of thing with sophie i think if they didn't ban Mione, actually i think that deck would maybe come back in some form as like the next just uh, you know i i i want to see this term like uh, the next uh thoughtless aggro deck you know i think it's still there i think people just forgot about it because they got interested by new new cards <laughs> New shiny and also better shiny, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, the deck got. A, took, I think that deck above most other decks took the hardest hit for the Mione ban. Yeah, definitely. And then, as you mentioned, Michael, there's a couple which they've said we're keeping our eye on, um, which again was good to hear because I think that was one of the frustrations of the year from a lot of players was the communication levels hadn't been great from Square Enix. Obviously, not much is going on. You know, it's not their fault. COVID is not their fault. Not being able to do tournament stuff again, it's no one's not not their fault. But I think people felt the communication level was quite low, and that was disappointing. Oh, and so to now come out with this lengthy ban list, which was quite quick as well, from people sort of um, moaning about the cards, the ban them, it's fairly 
fairly quick this time. But yeah, they've also now said they're keeping an eye on three cars. One is Fat Chocobo, which is the Ford Clock version. And probably just because that Chocobo deck was was doing quite well. A bit ridiculous. Not sure this is a I big think, problem card, to be honest. But I, I, I So on Fat Chocobo, I think Steve, and I know you said you can get Steve on before this started or, or <laughs> earlier on, you know. Uh, Steve made a really good comment, and uh, I agree with it. And it's, they can't print a good Chocobo. They can't print a Chocobo of text, really. Um, while Fat Chocobo exists, just because, like, if there's any reason to run Chocobos, it can just become this massively toxic draw, draw five off of one card. And I know it got a massive downgrade with uh, Stern and uh, Mione, but that's probably why they didn't ban it and they're just keeping an eye on it, you know, just because, like, it, yeah. it, it does I... limit design space to a, a degree that's worth investigating. I think it was more Stern was the problem with the Chocobo deck. So, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Too. I think it. It was one of the best decks in the game last set because of the combination of Mione, Bismarck, and uh, and Stern all being parts of the deck. But still, even without Stern, I still think it's maybe a very, very good deck and needs to be investigated. It's just so thoughtless and powerful that it still warrants some... And, and consistent, which is scary for an aggro deck. Which I think... Kind of why Sildra is also having a look at it. So, spoilers. Yeah. Well, very good Sildra's at also. If you want to host, you can host next time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sildra is also on the list. Um, I was just going to say with the Chocobos, as long as Fire is good in the in the meta, which at the moment Fire is quite good, I think Chocobos have a problem because of the of well, lowish board absolutely. things and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. that's why I don't think it's a big deal with Chocobos. Yeah, Sildra was also on there. Um, I get it and I... I, I get it why it's because uh adds i think we actually me and um we andy actually had a conversation of sarah from the yyt a couple of days ago and it's the reason Seldra's on the watch list is probably because of its uh, ability to give consistency to aggro and and like like aggro as a playstyle is a gambit you know you, you're you're hoping you get good draws and your opponent gets bad draws and, and you win based on that fact alone or, or you whether you get good draws like your deck can take advantage of Oh, my opponent didn't draw the the removal they needed, the Shantoto they needed, or the floodgates they needed in particular, um, and or I I drew the specific combination of cards. Like oh, I drew my Barts and my Bokor, my my Dog and my Sophie. Um, Sildra is an interesting card because it searches those out. So I pay one card in hand essentially to to guarantee myself that I've got the the aggro thing that I, will, will win me this game in four turns, and the issue with aggro in the past and the reason we all hated it so much in the past like two sets was or to the past set sorry was because of how consistent it was with uh with stare and mashery and and stuff you know yeah, yeah think... for... oh sorry go ahead andy yep. i was going to say for Sildra as well it has to be worth the minus like one card in hand yeah playing with five cards in hand but with aggro damage is a resource so it gets to the point where they are like see to view damage as a resource, as soon as you put someone six damage, they need to block. So like every attack you can get in from what that from that point is plus one resource to you. So Sildra pays back playing with a five card hand to make your opponent play badly essentially. I it could be it... maybe we'll explain it better, but no, no, that was, that was really well put. I would just say that it's it's really interesting that because uh, I can't remember. I think it was Christopher Matiski said that the games moved from. Uh, a CP based meta to a, a, a goal based meta, you know? You want to set up the board that'll win you the game for whatever card, however much it costs, rather than um, the, the sort of slow uh, 
like resource game that we're all kind of used to of Final Fantasy. So a card like Seldra kind of leans into that. That I'll basically play of one card less in hand at turn one, just because it guarantees that I'll win the game. Kind of thing, you know. I'll I'll achieve those goals. I'll set up the Barts and the Boko. I'll, I'll set up the Dogga and the Sophie. Also, the caveat of Rydia. Rydia has a potential to become really toxic. It's just yes. a shame she was printed during the same set as Wonder Twins. Rydia's very, very, very good. And yeah, it's is really fun. And I think we can get onto that in the new cards if we ever talk about them that, uh, during this. Um, I guess you've had your legend review anyway. Rydia's a very, very interesting fun card. But yeah, I think you're right. It might push Sildra just slightly over the edge. Yeah, the only thing yeah. I thought maybe with Sildra, it, it's a future proofy thing because. All of the crystal generators are um, category five. All those two sort backups. So maybe there's something in that. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yes, they are. A, a lot, a lot of um, crystal-based decks are actually weirdly aggro for this current meta, like ice water in particular. I don't know if you've seen many ice water decks going about, but they're running Terra and and uh, Mog and such. And Mog six is a very, very powerful card that can set you up very quickly. So having such easy access to crystal generation uh, and elements for that card is, is, is very very scary so i i think so yeah the, it is the best way to search uh, crystals at this moment yeah that's another caveat to add on to the sildra factor with with the, with card like with card like mog you can afford to play with five card hand as well yeah the, the, the context in the most recent set makes sense for why sildra's on the watch list yeah, then, when, yeah when you think about it like Ridio makes it a if you play say play Ridio first turn and then a four backup like say Cecil, you are you can literally just ditch your Sildra to search two cards that you want. Usually you'd get draw just draw two and that's what you got. But this is search whatever you want, basically. You so it's a you can do it at the end of your opponent's turn to make it so that you have basically a six-card hand. You know, you you just cast Sildra off. You have five cards in hand, one of which is Sildra, and you've got um, ready out four counters. You've got a six-card hand then in there, no matter what happens there. Yeah, Mikey yeah. in the chat is actually saying Ridia is going to make things a mess. Yeah, pushes Mind Flayer over the edge. That's just really, yeah, Ridia is very strong. In, in fairness, every deck I've built so far for this set has been around Ridia. So I do, I do like it. So if they, I'd rather they ban Sildra than ban Ridia. So that's fine with me. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I, I'd say so too, yeah. Ban, ban a hero, not a legend. And the last one on the watch list is Mashery, which we can get on a bit more because we're going to review the, the Kumryu Cup. And there's quite a lot of Mashery in there. Um, so yeah. Similar to sort of the stern, wasn't it? You played stern or mashery, and it's this sort of impossible to get rid of if you just keep bouncing or draw cards, etc. Um, it's it's an inevitability card, and the the aggro as a deck also has access to less so now after the the, the recent bans. But um, we it, if the game goes on long enough, when I draw my mashery, I am near guaranteed to win. Like it's it has the same issue with stern, whereas when I play this card. Um, my my opponent has to think more than I do, and that's okay because um, Mashery was more limited in the design space uh, for deck building than Stern was. Because Stern, you could just put in any deck, like Sky Pirates are running it, and it kind of is the antithesis of what Sky Pirates really wants to do, um, like for so long. But you know, Mashery, I wouldn't consider it worth banning. Other than we've seen our first tournament, our first reasonable sized tournament result all year, and there were so many mashery there. Yeah, and that, yeah. that is a worry. And the only thing looking... with this as well is that 
if they start they make there's, there's light and dark cards are starting to get a bit more interesting there's some like spicy flavor ones new effects and this just sort of cock blocks it because when stern and matter are too good you just play you can't play the other ones because you have to play one of these ones like noctis for example just come out really cool card interesting lots of different effects but you won't play it because you need to play the mashery so it just sort of yeah. limits you a bit yeah well, just... pyro amaterasu and mashery were all played in over um 50 of the decks the top cut this event. yeah and they were in and tyro and mashery were in the deck that won i believe oh, it was tyro in it uh, tyro wasn't sorry mashery was in the deck that won I don't know. <laughs> and and the, and the deck that came second. I mean, without getting ahead of ourselves, I've just looked, and in uh, five of the top eight decks, Mashery has played in in five of them. But uh, yeah, but weirdly, they are in every single one. You only play one mash. They've only played one Mashery. That makes sense. That makes sense. You should only play one Mashery. I'd say if you play two, it's just because you're. You, I, I, I've seen a lot of people play too, and I don't think they should do because there's too many ways to search it, and pretty much every element that's worth playing Mashery in. Yeah, Mike again in the chat. Yeah. Speaking of Rydia, she may push Mashery back to a band. If he doesn't like Rydia, Mike, chill out on Rydia. Fist best Mike. She's good. She's good fun times. <laughs> no, you're hitting his favourite card. Play, <laughs> play nicely with Rydia. It's, it's good. Yeah, so, I mean, we should probably let's flip over to the, the Kumriu Cup um, as we're sort of delving into that. so as we are a uk based podcast we'll focus on the uk meta as it was it's got a bit of europe as well i think some of the european guys came over so this was the big cup that was fan hosted or community hosted probably a better word um usually there's the winter cup which kind of forms one of square enix it's a bit like a a non-official crystal cup Um, square enix would normally run it um, off, it's usually always hosted in Wales. I think it is, it's, isn't it? Firestorm Games. Yeah. Do you have um, one the, in Scotland? The the, the January oh, we we had Summer Cup, but the Cup. Uh, but which which never happened because uh, of COVID. But January, so uh, the December Winter Cup was always in Wales, but there was always a second, sometimes a second one in Milan, I believe. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like a end of year fun tournament big prizes obviously it couldn't happen this year but the community at firestorm games got together and set it up themselves and they did get some prize support actually from square enix which was nice to see and what was good about 54 players in a big big tournament and um, i put the deck list up on the screen and you guys probably will need to look at yourself this they obviously played the ban list i don't know if the bands are officially live yet but they did set that as a rule for the tournament uh obviously it was a swiss they won Swiss, won best of one, and then they moved into a top 16 cup for day two, which was best of three, and then top eight, top four. And, you know, we've got YYT on here. You, t- you two didn't go, but obviously your boys fared quite well. Steve Dolman of the YYT took the, took the win, and James, popular figure in the community, James Duff, covered in third place. He was on stream, like, all day. It always seemed to be his match. Right. I, 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 th- I think that the, the, the uh, whoever I can't remember whoever was uh, it was Brittles, right? Brittles was Brittles, streaming it. Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, he really likes uh, FF7. I think so. Just wanted oh, to okay. He was, big he was he was big in the Avalanche Operatives deck. Yeah, but yeah, this was the, the sort of like the the first big tournament post ban, and it was kind of interesting to see what happened. But as you can see from the deck list, the most interesting thing. There's only two decks that are similar, I think. 
there's two knights. No, that's not. There's one knight, two samurais, yeah. and two knights, two knights, and that's it. That's the yeah. only crossover in the top sixteen, which is mad for FFTCG meta because normally it's you know once you get to sort of top cuts, it's all fairly similar. Um, so yeah, what did we think of the, the Exxon show? Do you think it was a first steps or do you think this is a sign of things to come at the moment with the sort of meta being a bit wide open i think it's really interesting because this is um simultaneously the first i think this is the one of the biggest it's at the very least one of the biggest tournaments during lockdown and it's the first uh tournament of the new meta that's this big i think well actually there was an italian nationals as well that was really big um there was a Samaritan cup as well in america yeah i yeah. think that was an online yeah. cup wasn't it I believe so. but, yeah. Uh, but and speaking specifically about the UK meta, this is the first, um, as like you said earlier, this is the first, this is the biggest event in the UK, and it's the first event in the UK since like, oh, for start of the Opus, and since the bands, and the bands aren't in fact till the twenty eighth, I can't remember, twenty fourth or something, but uh, they did put them in place. So yeah, I I think that the plurality of the decks seem seem play, mm. you know, that how different they are. <laughs> And at least be a little attributed towards that, or it could be because of a healthy meta. I don't know. I that's, that's all I can really say. I don't really know. If we see this many decks, and in the next tournament has this many different decks and top cut, and the next tournament, in the first two hundred or first hundred man tournament has the exact same effect, I'll be extremely happy with Final Fantasy TCG because it means that reasonably you can play any playstyle, which is you know a, a first for the last three opera. I'd say really. Yeah, I'm not sure that will happen. I was going to say, I think it's a combination of both because this is literally the, not even in a ban list, so we can't see like any sort of, I don't know, official innovative lists. So it's it's almost just like a new set's just released, you know? It's, and it's it, like dropped right before, a, like say, a Nationals or say like a big premier event like this. If the next event is more saturated, then... then yeah. Yes. If, if, if people start spamming Mill as a deck list, which was a Christopher Matiski deck, I believe. I don't know who he collaborated with to make it, or if anyone. Probably with Steve. Yeah, I but probably with Steve. Yeah. I, I, I know they're friends and, and, uh, as well, so that would make sense. And um, like this deck is very, very good. And I, I built it in real life myself and played it some. And it, it can lose, but it, like, I, it feels quite toxic i'd say i mean the, the the original decklist name is earth water toxic so um steve has put it as the the, the cumry jar um or sorry the, the kimuru jar um because we're, we're pg in this of course um <laughs> it's, you know it's um i i think maybe the next uh tournament people are going to start playing this deck a lot more i think Waterfire Waterfire won the italian tournament i was talking about um and it was a different deck from this but this deck's running a lot of things to see well, it's running that to the, the three drop water celeste, which, uh, which is a bit different from like the other water fire decks you've seen. But um, like, water fire seems to be very strong. People are running that the twins combination, and we'll probably someone in the next couple of weeks will probably settle on a strong lit version of that list. But um, yeah, I think there's going to be strong versions of these, which will then sort of take up. I think what was refreshing for this is yeah, they had a free hit. Obviously, there was no established meta. No one knew what was going to be good. Yeah. But it feels like you could take a lot of things and do well. Whereas in the past, you could do okay, but you knew you were never going to compete with the two 
sort of top riding decks, for example. Whereas it does feel much more open. So I think we will see stuff sort of start into like, I don't know, the opposite for diversifiers, but um, the sort of single in on a, a centralized, <laughs> centralized. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Um, what's interesting is there's not many sky pilots there. Was, that was... did surprise me as well, actually. A lack I, of sky I've... pirates. Well, certainly in the top quite is that Lewis. There's one. one Lewis Marshall played it, and he he told me he he was DMing. He was still told me he was going to be playing a uh, chocobos even if they banned Stern. So you you've you've, li- <laughs> you've lied it. to me. <laughs> you've you've lied it, to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really interesting because I wonder if that says that Sky Pirates isn't as good as maybe we would all think. Because for for the, at least for the, my original uh, initial deck building and a lot of my like friends' initial deck building. Um, Sky Pirates was the standard to meet or beat as a deck, you know, uh, for the first like few weeks at Opera or uh, Opus, sorry, in the first uh, few, um, like after the ban, is 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 this deck better than Sky Pirates? Uh, no, but does it have good matchups to make it good at least? No, then move on, you know. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Mitch, you just took our. We did like a little local tournament at the end of the year, and you won with Sky Pirates. It's only yeah. like eight players or ten players, I think. But um, how did you think? It went. Are you it, surprised it wasn't more represented here? No, I I remember telling you at the end of it, like the whole time I felt like I was just going to lose at a random point because they are the deck is so weak to board clears that it just like yeah you have Balthier and uh, Pinello to like stop Titans or yeah but you can't you can't stop um, Santotto. You're going to struggle to stop Philia. You're going to struggle just any pretty much any actually, board here. That's actually interesting because you can go over the top of them quite easily in the deck, I've found. Like with uh, Ishtola and um, Kites and Balthagir itself, you know, if if, <laughs> yeah, if, if someone failures or Susanos, your, de- your forwards are probably going to die, but you can at least dull your backups and dull your forwards to save two of them, you know? And, you know, I, 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 8 CP to kill two forwards is a lot is not great value for the fire player and a fire deck in general is actually quite weak to to win i've generally found actually I, as a fire player i've got like the, the solution to this basically with the print of brunhildar it becomes a lot harder to set up kite kites van efficiently brunhildar being able to kites, you can't just leave a kites out you need to play it very very conservatively i suppose wouldn't you generally yeah that makes sense actually Okay, fair enough. Um, Plus, if you Tarasu, like you need to play sort of suboptimally on those Tamatrasu. Amaterasu is the is the best way to beat Sky Pirate. It's just hands down. Yeah, Amaterasu the first fan, you're probably guaranteed to win generally. So that makes sense. Yeah, as the fire's one of the only formats that has access to Sky Pirates. Maybe, maybe that's why it didn't do so well. The over reliance on Amaterasu, which, um, as we said earlier, was played in nine decks. Amaterasu was the most played card in this uh, tournament. It had twenty seven copies, meaning it was a three of in all nine decks that was all played. Yeah. In, so, I mean, if maybe, you're playing five, yeah. you have to play three Amaterasu. Really, it's just it's yeah, too good. yeah, fair enough. It's it's so good against the decks that would beat you otherwise because wind generally does well against fire. Like, like the, but the, the three strongest elements being like wind, fire, and air. Full say right now, or, or water to excess as a support element. Um, wind beats uh, wind beats earth, uh, or the, wind beats fire beats um, earth beats wind. Just because of the aggro nature of wind in, in recent like, yeah. uh, well, times. Could, could be the ramp air effect as well because remember like. Amaterasu pretty much killed off Rampel. 
that and the low speed. The, that and the fact that aggro decks got so much faster in playing two forwards and, and turn three or two, you know? That's the Palimporum. You just go, um, they go Van, you go Amatrasu, they try to... No, wait, you can't do that because Kites tributes himself before you can pour him. You can just pour him anyway, then if they try to play a Van, you Amatrasu and they can't Kites. There's lots of, like, wee interactions, you know? Yeah, Palimporum are uh, nuts. I think we... We rated Porum highly in the legend review. Well, Mitch, you did, and then you convinced us all with your yeah. passionate convincing. But with, <laughs> we didn't rate Palum as much, but together they are surprisingly really, really strong. And they're a big Sorry, problem. Essentially, like, because uh, Porum being better than Palum is represented in the list because there's 12 Porums and there's six Palums. <laughs> Well, Porum's going to be one of those cards that is like in the same sort of pantheon as like Amaterasu, Iro, you know, like those sort. I can't, I can't name them off the top of my head, but you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's like not the, going to be good. It's a free cook all in every turn. Yeah, gen gener a generalized, um, a generalized card you just put in your deck to to bolster whatever else you're playing. Like Genesis used to be a nice. Yeah, Porum. Yeah, Porum or just Porum absolutely shits on ice. Um, Porum's, Porum's good regardless. Palum needs Porum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spe speaking, actually, essentially, the Sky Pirates deck doesn't run Porum, and I think that's his issue. I think the Sky Pirates should be running Lena and Porum because, and not three Elza. Uh, maybe one Elza because I do like having another, like as like a fifth or sixth card to choose to search for with Van because that makes your Van just better overall. But it it needs to be running the consistency and power cards that make the deck good, like. Three Bismarck, which I see the one deck that didn't top cut here. Um, the one Scapex deck that did top cut here didn't run Bismarck. Three Bismarck only ran two. I think it's probably a mistake. Um, but yeah, like Lena and and uh, Porum will probably elevate it in power. And I don't know if that makes it survive against fire. It probably doesn't because I'm a Tarasu and as Mitch said earlier, board wipes. Yeah. And it's very easy to play around the. Uh, the, the other ways to stop board waves. So maybe it needs to run his Stola, Lena, and Podom or something to try and circumvent. Yeah, he was running his Stola, but yeah, Mike in the chat is saying the same sort of thing. It's a tough reload for Sky Pirates. So you hold back on the aggro because you know you're going to get cleared out. Which probably, I mean, this is the top cut we're looking at. There's 52 players. I, from what I saw on the stream, there were more Sky Pirates because I definitely saw more than just Lewis playing them. Thought one think... other player, and I imagine it'd be two, or if, if it is yeah. two other people, then two we saw. So I would suspect it's a it's a board wipe issue. And no, I'm not a issue, but well, from what anyway. I saw from yeah. some of the games, there was quite a lot of misplays. Yes, tournament. Yeah. It seemed more than normal. I don't know if that's just me being unfair. I'm good. We've put it down I... to rustiness because obviously no one's really played new cards, not been in tournaments and stuff. There was a lot of misplays going on, and see on the stream they have to keep running in and calling the judge to go and reset the board and stuff. I agree with that entirely. I think there was so much. I, I not so much just even just this uh, tournament. Tournaments in general, I've been watching um, or partaking in, however, just to, and, and people I've seen in general, this the level of play has gone down uh, because of lockdown, because people aren't playing so much, and uh, just being the, face to face as well. Yeah. Right? it's different. Yeah, it's more of a social like a, a social thing is so much bigger, and also the the last opus really hurt some. Like I know some, in the Miami team, like, there's some really really good players who. And I got worse over the last opus because they they just would play Stern or Mashery or whatever, and they wouldn't have to think as much as they would normally in Final Fantasy TCG. You know, like 
they're excellent players who have got slightly worse just because they've been over reliant on on cards to say eh, I, I, I don't need to think so much right now because I'm probably guaranteed the win just by playing it. So it's like some combination of the thousands of factors that have just made people maybe play a bit worse lately, which is fair enough, you know. Yeah. It's easy to just sit on a computer and like click in buttons, and you can even write down your game plan in front of you. But play an octagon. I will tell you right now, I'm so bad on octagon, and I think there's so many other people would agree. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's hard it to keep track of everything. It's so slow to do things. You just don't do the things you normally wouldn't. Thing like, um, like like even things like keeping track of how many cards are in your opponent's deck i know that's that's become more of a thing because mel's back but like that's a thing that you need to remind yourself to do so you should go and count how many cards your opponent's deck and how many cards in your deck and stuff that throughout the game if the game goes long enough but on octagon is done for you so you don't have to make that mental effort and if that goes on for a year a year and a half like as, as tom said you're just gonna get a bit rusty so i don't think you're unfair in saying that at all tom don't worry yeah no but no no knock on everyone it's just a, an observation but yeah, yeah, sure yeah absolutely. Are there any of these decks you want to have a quick look at? Is there any of them that would particularly excited you? Or well, I'm getting roasted. I, I, I've been roasted in the in the like Mole is a flake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a, yeah. a classic storm deck, wasn't it? The the lock. It was, there was two storm decks, interestingly, but they were very, very different. Liam Jones's um, Primal's Best Girls deck and Tush Sendav's uh, yeah. McMahon's a Flake. I saw Tush um, on stream, he lost because he, his lock went into damage and then his second, he only ran two lock and they one went break so quite early, then his second one went in damage and it was kind of like game over for him, which was, which was a shame. But... Yeah, I actually, I did. we barely caught any of the thing at all we, we were we were actually playing games in, in real life as well because saturday is one of our locals we have two locals and one's on saturday and we, we had seven people there just playing as me we and a uh hmm. yeah i normally wouldn't like i was rocked up in bed with like norovirus so i just sat yeah. in bed all day watching the stream so thank you brudels uh, keeping me <laughs> keeping me vaguely off but i did fall asleep for <laughs> something i wasn't on you though i'll fit down to be honest but um, Brad, Brad, Brad Seegers, right? Brad, I'm, that's I'm Brad, Brad, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brad Seegers. I love you, Brad Seegers. But it was a very good stream, actually. It was um very well set up. Like, the, the quality was very good. And, like, they had, like, a, a room high, cam, yeah. which was really cool. I think I saw that, yeah, Haunt, Haunted Hotel, Mike was talking about that. I think they had it as well, where they actually had a, a camera on the room. So during the stream, you could, like, switch to that and see what it actually looked like, which I think is quite cool. Sometimes they miss that's, out that, on that. That's, that's definitely good, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's better than a um, Be Back Soon screen that Square Enix usually has. Yeah. So it's good, but, uh, let's have a look at these decks. Which one's stuck out? So, so interesting. Uh, uh, there was a Lightning deck that came in top eight. And I that, think it that... was King's Day, wasn't it? It was Kingsley. And they're they're running low low value cards that just do well. There's a one of Nyx, and then everything else is like Behemoth K and, and Ramu and stuff, you know. And it's interesting because it's it's like I would consider them very very slow cards. I'm not saying bad. I'm just saying slow. So it's interesting to see such like a like a slow deck do so well. And what I mean slow is like it's it's slow and clunky. Like to, to play a Ramu, you need to wait for the right cards in hand to then kill um, the whole board or or some forwards or one forward. Actually, they're only running yeah. They can they're running Ramu and Remic the Roth and Raiden Revenant Wings. Um, you have to wait, wait, wait for the right cards in hand and hope your opponent doesn't have something to deal with it. The, the turn that comes out and 
you know, at, at all costs, maybe seven or six or seven CP each. So it's it's really interesting to see that deck do so well, and I'm I'm kind of glad for it. That card, look, that deck looks really fun, and is the only predominant lightning deck. Oh, it's the only lightning deck in general. Yeah. I mean, Mitch, you were playing around a bit with King's Glaives at the start of the set. You're not massively convinced on it. I feel like it might be a bit of a sleeper deck that will, over time, as people tweak it, and it's if it does well at other tournaments, people will jump onto it, I think. It's, it's, gonna, it's one of those decks that's going to have in the inherent issue of you can only run certain cards. Like, <clears throat> you can only run King's Glaives. It's the same with Sky Pirates, I find. You can only run Sky Pirates, which is what I was going to bring up earlier with the, uh, adding Porum in. Yeah, you can add Porum into Sky Pirates, but then you're taking away from the Sky Pirates. So then that makes Balthier a little bit worse. That makes Pinello a little bit worse. It's the same with Kingsclaves. The more you like dilute the deck, the worse it's going to become as a Kingsclave deck. So that, makes, Re that makes Regis worse. That makes oh. Nick worse. My, my my discussion of the inclusion of Porum meant taking away Kukulain's or Porum, so you still have as many oh, Sky okay. Pirates. Yeah, because Sky, Sky Pirate, you, you you need to be running minimum. Like I, I can't remember the number of myself, but you, you have a minimum number of Sky Pirates you can run yeah. before the deck's absolutely trashed here. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Kingsglaive, that is an actual issue because they, they don't have cards they can choose between, um, you know. And there's only a couple of good Kingsglaives. There's, there's Nex and there's Axis and everything else is like, damn, this this is a slow lightning card, isn't it? Let's go. See, when you look at it, there's a lot of really cool interactions. Like, C3 costs Nex into Arden. That makes something unable to block, so that's an easy lethal turn to calculate. Yeah. What's really interesting, and I think above all else in this, in this deck, is the thing in this tournament is the things that are missing, and that's ice cards. There are four ice cards, and four of them are dual color. There's two ice deletas, the uh, ice earth deletas, and there's two ice, earth, uh, ice wind locks. There's no ice cards, despite the inclusion, uh, the the printing of Gogo, which I think was in everyone's or everyone I know's deck list, um, like a deck building inclusions. For a time period, like I, I think maybe twenty percent to thirty percent of the decks I've built have included GoGo, -Go, but I've not brought one to a tournament, <laughs> brought one to locals because I've not found something that makes it so strong yet. No that, that's the thing; it's just time. Like, give it time, people will work out something that works yeah. for GoGo and makes it strong. But this is like, what was it? Two weeks after the ban, they announced this was, or was it? Yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's something, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's the same as Water Ice Terra. Water Ice Terra is really strong, but I don't think it's a deck you could learn to like a premium event level in that sort of time. Maybe you could. It's like so many, it's just so... I, I think that what's interesting... I think that because it itself is an aggro deck, that, and, why, and aggro had such a nerf, like why would you run it over Mel? Which um, I think which kind of, which Steve was considering several, several decks, including his own mill list which had uh, fire cards in it rather than just water earth but why would you run it over this mill and, and, and that's maybe a prediction for the meta ahead is 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 the next couple weeks in the meta or after christmas and after the holiday season and stuff are we going to be focusing on beating this mill deck that's won a tournament and people are writing articles about it like preemptively being an issue because there's ice water i don't see doing very very well against it if played if both decks are played to their fullest extent the problem yeah so the problem with i find with ice is that why would you done and freeze something when you can just remove oh, it from the board yeah fair right and 
Discard's too expensive now, you know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can freeze. You can freeze your opponent's backups. That's that's nice. That forces them to use their hand and sort of forces them into an aggro style deck, even if their deck isn't comfortable with it. But most decks can just go aggressive now, and then they also have the removal while you're just leaving their forwards there. And if you don't draw the Dull and Freeze, you're dead, basically. Yeah. Yes. And also, I we've got a lot of power around. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Andy. But yeah, I was going to say, if Mill becomes a thing, Ice could become like really good because you can easily set up for like Lancer unit with Gogo's inherently good. You just go flan, 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 Lancer unit, flan. Like, that's four discards, that's six cards at your hand if you've got Gogo. A Gogo, crack flan, Gogo. But I, I, I think the other another card. I'd, I'd say generally Gogo is really weak to something like Mill because you just have so many ways to go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll pay 2 CP for you to bin this 3 CP card that hasn't resolved this value yet. Uh, yeah, it's like an extra discard card because you play it and then you set it up, then you can drop the Gogo, then you get the free discard. If you put Mill to zero cards in hand, they top deck, and when they start top decking, you start winning. Well, if you control the hand, you control the game. Well, I'd say Mill is a deck is fine top decking because all its forward, all its cards are removal, so it's just it just removes you and it, it, you you've Ice has opted into a slow game style yeah. um, that Mill really takes advantage of, and it's why like Dadaluma Riku Mill was so good against Ice in the past, despite it generally being wind is really weak dice. I think the issue with Google is that Ice cards aren't great. And I think that they printed some premium cards right now, like like Terra and like Gogo, for example. They're both excellent cards, and, and Celeste is maybe the best ice card. I mean, one of the best cards printed this set. Um, but it's not enough to circumvent the the several op uh, opera of of no like non-strong ice cards. You know, it's it's like oh, it's, it's all well and good. You've got these broken cards, but you have to run suboptimal things. Like if I want to run mono ice, um, Terra, for example. I need to run the Shiva package, and, and you know that 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 depresses me beyond belief. Um, We're seeking stuff like Mill, like um, if it becomes a Mill-based format, then like that's a combo that it get paid, it gets preyed on. Would you pay an Atomos for an Argath? That's like Argath. You basically say well, discard cards. Yeah, that that's that's fair enough. Um, I think in Mill, probably because you would end up, you I probably be, you, you have to imagine in a, yeah you, you have to imagine in the context of no no and you have to imagine in the context of this is my i i have um six to i have, I have about six to seven to eight um atomos in a game i don't really mind because i can cast an atomos and then cast a fanfrit because that's what my deck's built to do i don't i'm not losing value because that's the goal of the deck i think we're getting a bit too specifics of a deck that we don't really know <laughs> All that well, I've known about this mill deck for about two weeks, or so a, a week and a half, sorry, and I don't know exactly how it's played. You're probably best asking Steve about that above anything else, but I don't think it's really interesting that Ice hasn't topped this tournament. Yeah, I think like one of the problems with Ice is, like you said, it's quite slow. Most of their good effects are on attack or it doing something after it did, where all these other decks, everything that enters the field either kills something or gets you card advantage and ice as we do that at the moment so you're then relying on it to survive a turn to do something and with stuff like porum and amateur ratsies and stuff around even if you get something that doesn't even enter doesn't really matter because it's killed and then porum just turns it off so um, it struggles a bit and it's yeah. it's, it's interesting because we've both yeah you both said and i think we can also even be the fires represented really well in the yeah. meta 
from from us. And fire is historically and still to this day really really hate it hates on ice. It's very easy because their forwards are so expensive and so slow to play that if you remove them, ice is kind of kind of buggered really. Yeah, Mikey the chat called out Sean's wall deck. Um, he said he's uh, he's glad yeah, to see it. In there. I'm not sure about that, but let's have a look at that one quickly. This was a this is like a Neo X Deppy sort of thing. So yeah, the wall which obviously plays a free Mobius, so you can just get all these sort of toxic cards in, like BFA, Yasmat, Neo X Def. Um, as well, can you be played off that? Took us to Reunion as well. Yeah, it's a strong deck. It's just the uh, I I think it might have gone further if it. Uh, I think it could have gone further, but I also think it's it's sort of limited to maybe B tier, A tier in terms of, of playability. Neo X Death as a card is very hit or miss, and you kind of have to play it for this deck list. Um, I think especially if you don't play it into Minfilia, as we saw on stream for the uh, against James, you know, your opponent plays Minfilia and, and you play Neo X. If you don't, you kind of have to dunk your hand because you're kind of, uh, I want to say, streamlined into that play by the deck itself. Then, yeah, it's a very, very streamlined deck. It, it, your, your plays are obvious. From it's an all-in, isn't it? It's an all-in deck. You go all-in, yeah. can you deal with it? Clearly, you know, to get in, in a best of one twist, a lot of people couldn't deal with it. Probably weren't yeah. expecting Neo X deaths and stuff. Um, I think from what I saw on the stream when Sean was on it, he was sort of milling, uh, mulliganing to get the wall X death early. Um, yeah. And then not a lot of mist dragons and stuff like that to cancel the, the stuff to kill the X deaths. So it's kind of that, like, can you deal with this? No, you can't. Okay, I'll have the win. Thanks very much. But um, I mean, still got up to the top four, so. Yeah. I think I think Neo Exeth is in a better spot than it was maybe like last set because Stern's gone, so there's a reason to run a dark card other than it, and that Finn we're seeing less and less play because both the Sophie restriction and the Stern ban. It could be his case. It was like he's been playing a stack for like so long. He's got like what two months of testing and two weeks. The 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 bell. Wendy's right there. A player who's played a deck so long will play it to a better degree than. Like 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 uh, I, I, let's say a world class player will play a, a a deck maybe slightly worse than like a a Euros class or a, a American Nats class um, player who's been playing the same deck for two months three months longer and yeah this is this is a pet deck I know for Sean so the fact it's came so far probably speaks more to to his knowledge of it um, I think the, the the latter half of the the games we saw he was misplaying a lot because of like different reasons it, it, the game was going on for so long and, and the, the difference between third and fourth matters so little than the difference between fourth and first yeah, yeah, yeah that's, Mitch... that's the only game i caught really okay. um, of that stream so that's all i can speak for <laughs> the one game you saw yeah yeah mitch you were saying as well perhaps now people will start thinking oh i need to we, when XDEF first came out, it's like you have to have a counter for XDEF in every deck, otherwise you straight up lose. So maybe people will now have to sort of start taking this in again, and in which case this deck will just drop off again, because once you deal with that, you're fairly there, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because people aren't willing to play new XDEF because they're very aware of how boring and kind of skillless a card it is, I'd say. Like, it's... it's yeah, I mean, you've got to, yeah, he's, he's you've not... got to have some baubles to take this to the fun cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one uh, yeah. the one tournament in the year where everyone gets to finally play. You know, uh, turn up with this, you've got to be sort of fairly obnoxious and not not to worry about how you're going to be perceived <laughs> slapping yeah. down a wall at X Death Turn One. 
Yeah, I, I guess if, I, if I'm playing locals, I'm not ever, ever going to play Neo Exit because, you know, I, uh, for locals for me, anyways, I'm more of a social event. I'm not going to show up and play, play play Final Fantasy TCG just to not play Final Fantasy TCG, you know? Yes, Mike in chat agrees. He was surprised that it got, not surprised that it got to top cut, but it made it to fourth because it's quite, once you get into best think... of three and, you know, it's fairly, your strategy is fairly laid out, isn't it? Yeah, I think from now on, um, just with the printing of Neo X, until something, un until the game fasts up, uh, speeds up so much, it, it no longer matters as a card. Like, oh, you play four characters turn two, whatever, you know, uh, or turn one, sorry. Just expect to see one in top 16 every tournament from now on, just because someone will win top cup, uh, someone will top cut with it because it's best to one format, and someone will play it. It's just, it's like it's it's not a very well represented card i'd say but it will just see play every now and then you just because people won't have built against it and won't practice against it because it's such an undercurrent card that people aren't willing to play because of the i'd say the boredom factor of it yeah but yeah well, well done to everyone at the good recap also i admit you have the final word on the no the i was, I was just looking at the, of the deck and i just feel like it could like i can see it leaning more into fire and I feel like it would have been better, more leaning into wind. Like if you had the Yustola to protect the Neo X death, if you had it to protect the Braska, all of these cards that are big value, it like your deck dies to a Shantotto basically. Just... It's really interesting. So they're not running cards like Titan, the two drop that protects Neo Exeth, which you've seen more well, like the Turbo oh, Earth Water Neo Exeth from previous sets. You know, running. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to like he's got top four. He's it's clearly a good deck, but I'm just thinking like. You could run the the Shantotto from the last set, the five one, the five cost one that gets you an Earth and a Wind card, and then that will speed up your deck. That means you can get your Yasmats earlier. You can get like say, I don't know, um, walls yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, walls easier. Uh, your Stolas to protect your cards. I just feel like I'm just not. I know you've they, he's got the Mist Dragon, which I um, which I presume is what the Terror is for, but your Stola does the same thing. So, I think that deck has potential to develop as well. So I think that could be more of a an interesting one to test out. Yeah, I do like that wall. I do like. I, I'm a big fan of the wall into the BFA play. Cause good, good aggro start. Yeah. Just, well, not I, as an aggro start. Just at any any point, if you've got the, the BFA. Oh, it's deck. a mid-range play then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. It, I, I mean, I was playing summoners recently where you're discarding the BFAs off the two summoner for the 10k effect. But then That's having, fun. having the option to then play it out if you're in trouble. Um, yeah. It's good. That's really yeah, fun, actually. It's a strong card. Unless you're playing against someone like Steve's deck, it's in the hard to deal with, to be honest with you. At yeah, the moment, it's, in a ma it's a massive card at the moment, just because, yeah, it's hard to deal with. And the built-in protection and removal. Uh, well, not protection, but you know, it removes when you try and kill it. It's, it's very cool. So it's a tricky That's something card. that really surprised it's... me is that the Samurai Lass aren't playing BFA. BFA uh, is just... really Samurai, Michael. Uh, for Samurais, in particular, yeah. I've, I can't find BFA on the playability things. Is BFA only played in one deck? Am I right in saying that? No, it shouldn't be. I think James had it in his Avalanche, didn't he? Oh, he did. So it should be he had a one of. Yeah. Again, it's another sort of get out of hell card. Yeah, along it's with an your excellent. One it's an excellent card that some decks really, really struggle. If you're playing against wind, if you expect to play against wind, you wouldn't play it. If you split it against water, 
you wouldn't play it. But against decks like Ice, Earth, which are very heavy. Oh, Ice isn't, but Earth is really heavily represented here. Oh, sorry. It was played in five decks and nine copies of it for the tournament, so. It's your sideboard card in a game where you can't sideboard. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's that's the best way to describe it. <coughs> um, I'd say, and, and what's really interesting here, is the amount of play styles we've got going on here. We've got Will, we've got, uh, sorry, we've got Mill the, in first place. We've got um, combo slash mid-range of Fire Water Summons. Mid-range, definitely, with Fire Earth. Um, aggro mid-range with uh, Bad Wall. Uh, as, uh, that's his name of the deck, sorry. Knights, which is mid-range. Samurais, which is mid-range. Ramina Boys, which I don't know how to describe. It's just sort, sort of combo mid-range. A lot of mid-range, which means the deck game has really, really slowed down, at least for after the bans. So. Yeah, I was surprised there was no Alcid sneaking through the Swiss. Like an Alcid Lightning. Some but... sort of 48 forward deck, except after the, the printing uh, is Celeste, Celeste into Lock into uh, Chaos or, or other backup <laughs> you want to play. Just to play the rest as forwards. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because people are so fed up by aggro, but there should have been a couple. Maybe mid-range. Mid-range should theoretically counter aggro, so... Yeah. Maybe that just means that there were a bunch of aggro decks that just didn't Maybe make it. Top make top it because, yeah. yeah, but we don't know that we don't know all fifty-four deck lists. We don't we don't know all fifty-four players, so it's it's kind of hard to say how. Also, fifty-four players is the biggest event we've seen in a while. But it's really interesting to talk about meta when there's so few players showing up to events because of the the COVID restrictions and because of all the things going on right now. It's like this is the best we can talk about things, but is yeah. this meaning that this is going to be the best thing ever? Is um, yeah, there's a lot of big UK names that aren't on this list as well. Standout names. Yeah, I'm I'm looking, scanning through it, and I can see a couple. So there's um, Jenny and Push are Euros players. Um, and I can't see any. Jackie Hayden is a Euros player, I believe. Steve as well, Euros. Steve, Steve hasn't, uh, Steve hasn't made a Euros. Has he not made yet. a Okay, no, no. he will. This do. is his first tournament win, so go, Steve. He, he is. I would say he is of that level of play, though. Absolutely, yeah. and and James as well. And yeah, um, there are some dotted, really, really good players and people you'd normally expect to see in a top cut. But there's a lot of people who just didn't make it. You you would normally expect, as you've yeah. said, you know. But yeah, no, it was a good tournament. Well done, Firestorm Games. Thanks for uh, keeping us. I mean, shame. I would like to have gone. Obviously, it was a bit close to. Christmas for a few of us to get Same. down there, but we'll see what happens next year. And I'll, I'll Winter Cup Wheels is the Winter Cup Wheels is, is something I look forward to every Christmas, but uh, uh, you know it, it is always a hellish date to try and make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right? We've, we've been talking to just over an hour, and we wanted to finish on now, but then we'll keep going. Uh, to finish off, we'll do our Christmas game because right. it is Christmas, and to celebrate Christmas, we've devised. A game which we've got with the 12 cards of Christmas. And uh, let me get my music going. And the way this game is played, it's like the famous song. And you pick a card for each day of Christmas. And we're going to go with the CP cost of the cards for each one. So the first day of Christmas, Michael, are you going to sing for us? On the first day of Christmas, <laughs> my trailer gave to me one mandatory Sophie. Okay, so we're going to go for Sophie. I've never thought of it. I've never thought of it. Sophie is a PCP card, so she technically wouldn't fit for uh, the thing, but really she should be the Sophie in the pear tree because you're only allowed one of her. Yeah. So she can take uh, shot number one. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Kate's otherwise if we want to keep it. Uh, no, we'll go with Sophie. 
And the second, yeah. second day of Christmas. Two CP card choice. Oh god, what are we I going for? Someone else make a choice for him. Should we go for Rydia just to pick up Mike if he's still listening? <laughs> <laughs> we could have the twins. One Rydia and one Halen Bottom. We'll go Come. for Rydia. Yeah, go for Rydia. Yeah, On the third him. day of Christmas, FFTCG gave to me. <laughs> what would you like for your free CP choice? So many good 3CP forwards or cards in general. I suppose it could be Typhon, a monster. Oh wait, oh, every backup searcher. No, no, let, let's let's go for the only ice card that everyone anyone's ever excited for, and that's Go-Go. Go-Go? Yeah, I, I support that. One, yeah. three Go-Go's go in. Three Go-Go's? Oh, yes, it works <laughs> as well. Three Go-Go's go go in. How have you Go-Go made this? 12 cards of impactful cards of Christmas. Okay, your fourth day of Christmas. <laughs> this is gonna go, are we gonna do 12? Four. Maybe we should have Alan gonna... Porum because they add up to four. I oh, would rather like. <gasps> main Flare, yeah. Mind what player. a tournament, Main Flare. Main Flare. Mind Flare. Mind Flare, congratulations. Oh, it's a... it doesn't show me on FFDX. I have to put the space in. Mind Flare. Well done. I was going to add um, a fun fact about Mind Flayer. Someone pointed out it absolutely rinses boss deck. See if you play in the boss deck. <laughs> Get your hero team to have nine Mind Flayers. Boss okay. deck was already so beaten by Kukulin and Amaterasu. <laughs> I, I can sense a Mind Flayer getting banned from boss format. Okay. Uh, yeah. Fifth day of Christmas. Your five CP choice. Five Golden Titles. <laughs> I thought Tyro, what card? Uh, yeah, honestly, we, we were going to say Bismarck. But... Were we going to say Bismarck? Oh, we were going to say Bismarck. I think, think Tyro is just fine. Tyro makes more sense than the second most played card in this tournament. It also Tyro. Oh. Hey. Is yeah, too niche, I think, here in Shantar, so if we can't do. Yeah. Could have yeah, had Arden, but he's not very Christmassy. You usually <laughs> shown up as a one-off. Christmas the express. All right, the sixth card of Christmas. The six CP slot. Ban. Ban. Can't be any Neo Exeth or Walmobius. You know that's unacceptable. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Neo Exeth, Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> we'll see. Exactly. So Barn, anyone have an argument why you shouldn't play six-drop Barn in sci-fi? So you should actually play the four-drop new one. Yeah, run, 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 run four or five, but just run both. Yeah, run both. Yeah, they're both good cards. Okay, the seventh card of Christmas. Have I got Varnin? Yes, I have. Uh, I think we talked about final Aeon. It has to be Braska's final Aeon. Yeah, the I was going to say, I like banded yesterday. It could be Shantoto, but... Nah. Actually, Shantoto's play... played more than BFA in this tournament. Oh, uh, yeah, but... Oh, yeah, I think, but... I think this is yeah, Tom's... This, this is, is my show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best card in the game. All right. Oh, Brass wow, okay, well... Shantoto is like a New Year's Eve sort of party card. You're, you're, you're is... not coming on as a guest in any of the podcasts I've got going on right now, Tom. That's it. That's All a decided. Right. I'll, I'll put... Yeah. You can't have Shantoto. Let's have Shantoto. No, you're okay. No, we need a fire card. We need a fire card. Just for Sean Kendrick, because he has like 200 of these cards. Oh god, yeah. Oh, oh no, it. no, mate, no, they went down in value now, haven't they? Rip. They have, actually, yeah. They're saying, you're out. 
value for your Christmas Yeah. Sorry, kids, I spent all my fa- uh, my right. money on uh, spent totals that are now in value. <laughs> it's an investment. Eight card of Christmas. What's uh, eight CP? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Philia, Lock. Lock. Oh, Lock's good. Yeah, we can have yeah, Lock. Yeah, Lock. Just because Storm should make a comeback, I think. There we go. Lock, you're in. Nine. Is it just Nidhogg? Oh, God, no. Oh, can't just it? be Nidhogg. Oh, it's Leviathan. Leviathan. Oh, Leviathan. Yeah. Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan. I think Leviathan gets shot. I'm surprised I didn't see more Leviathan in that tournament. Same. That's Not a... much water. Water got probably the most to say, I'd say. That's a boss There's card. a sheer number of good cards. Boss yeah. card for Leviathan. And should... the 10th day of Christmas. Now we're struggling. Yeah, it's on, there's and only oh. one. Oh, oh there's actually two. There's two. There's Ark as well. There's Ark. There's Ark we we can't cards. have a dog for Christmas. Draw a card. We're getting Dark Christmas or a Boonie Vales. You always have a curry at Christmas in the UK. Chicken Boonie. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the cards of Christmas. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Put put, Uh, put Chicken Boonie on there. FF Dex has run out of the card costs at 10. So I think there's only one 11 DP, which is Montleonis. On 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Montleonis by default. Yep, in you go. Mitch, <laughs> this is your chance to tell us why Avalanche should be Mono Earth instead of Earthfire. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, Mitch has been banging on that Avalanche should be Mono Earth and not Earthfire. So, well done, James, for proving him wrong at the big biggest tournament of the year. Uh, in fact, during the stream, I said, oh, James is going to come third. He's got He's playing Avalanche, Mitch. He went, oh, is it the Mono Earth or is he playing Fire? I was like, no, it's Earth Fire. You were very disappointed. <laughs> and then the 12th day of Christmas, um, we discussed this before, there are no 12 CP cards in our game. So what we've done is we have combined the Wall XF play, which Six is CP. 6 CP plus a 6 CP equals 12 CP. No. Kind, kind of. Well, Mitch just said no. earlier on that if we got Neo X Death, it's uh, the Christmas is cancelled. So well, in, in your in your head canon, if you want to imagine this, guys, that um, it's Wall into Neo X Death into a misplay Minfilia. Oh yeah, so you know, yeah, that, so the they're, wall, they're, that adds yeah. up the twelve seed. Wall the Minfilia is the twelve. Yeah, Wall Minfilia. I think we should do like a uh, light and dark. Uh, for the two sixes, so we could do Herolskvir and the best card in the game, Veritas. Veritas, yes. <laughs> Recently given his oh. legacy, worthy yeah, of a legacy. I, yeah, I think he's a great card. So I think we could just. <laughs> Let's just be fun, guys. But just say on Xdef, it isn't the end of Christmas because it's at the end of the turn. So you can have Christmas, and then once Christmas is done, that's when it's all over. And that's probably what's going to happen for 11 us. days of Christmas. That's yeah, what's going to happen for us in the UK. Once Christmas is over, Morris is out. <laughs> Lockdown. New oh, Houston. We did it. 12 cards. Although I think I've got 14 here in this list. 13. How have I done that? Who got doubled yeah. in? Oh, there's two for 12. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally just did it. <laughs> should, I make this, should I make this deck public? Yeah, we'll make watch this podcast to be good at maths. Don't worry, you don't have to worry the about it. Twelve yeah. cards of Chapter Christmas. 
I mean, we also yeah. didn't do a one cost, so that was just, I'm just saying. We, <laughs> we didn't, didn't do, do one cost. Well. Well. Well, it was we one so We failed in the first, first Eldor. What would be yeah. your one CP, a Kuchilin or a Kite? Kuchilin or Kites, yeah. We've got yeah, a bar now. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's, we've got every colour though, haven't we? It's Kuchilin, right? It's Kuchilin. It's very earth heavy. Yeah, uh, well, it's just, it's just like the tournament, right? Earth 285 hey. cards, War 160, Earth 226, yep, yep, Earth Heavy. Just like Final Fantasy TCG right now. Well, we did it. So that is your 12 cards of Christmas. The 12 most impactful cards in FFTCG <laughs> for every CC, every CP range. Don't know how Gojo yeah, well, right but... but... Apart from Gojo. Apart from Gojo. Yeah. And Budavels. Uh, and Budavels, <laughs> <laughs> That big meta card. <laughs> yes, this has been the Christmas special, as we're in the Christmas... Let me stop this music, it's going red. That has been the Christmas special at Sifter Bang. Thank you for joining us. Um, here's to a better 2022 for FFTCG. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's not looking good, I will say, in terms of the the UK outlook. Yeah. Oh, um, the, the cards look good. Yeah, we're, we're, good we're, yeah. we're excited for that. So Octagon will be very busy in the 26th of December. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Michael, Andy, thank you for coming on. And um, Thank you for having us. No problem. And yeah, we'll see you in the new year with another podcast and hopefully an excited event to look forward to. But until then, have a great Christmas and New Year, if you celebrate it, if you don't have a good December the 25th. Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> Holiday, yeah, if you get it off. And yeah, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.